I think my success is seeing where I came from and what I and what I've done, not just money wise, but like I look at my wife and kid, like that's success. I look at how I how how I've grown and matured over the years, that's success. I I haven't been to jail, haven't been in trouble mm-hmm. with police, that's success. Especially being an African American. How's it going? I want to thank you for tuning in to today's Nichols Mindset Podcast. Today, we have a special guest all the way from the U.S. He's a pro basketball player, former pro basketball player that has played in over seven countries from Australia to Singapore. And so now he's part of one of the, a top Division One college basketball team coaching staff. So, yeah, so today we want to hear his story, some of the struggles that he went through, some of the injuries, some of the ups and downs, you know, of family dealing with, you know, family being overseas. So we want to hear his story and understand more about how he was able to deal with these situations as they occur. So give it up for Jarrell, all the way from the U.S., currently in Atlanta, Georgia right now. So, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this podcast right now. So, yeah, man, how's it going over there, Jarrell? It's going pretty well, man. You know, I'm making the adjustment, um, being back in America after a long, <laughs> a long journey overseas. Um, it feels good, especially to be home with my family and um, just enjoy it. You know, with COVID, you know, I'm being safe, but man, just, just glad to be back home, man. It feels good to be back in America after being overseas so long. Okay, cool. So, yeah, man, so um, where you at right now? And, um, Actually, back in Atlanta, I actually got back Friday. Uh, you know, I'm coaching right now in Tennessee. That's like a four-hour drive, but uh, I came back home. My wife wasn't feeling well, so I came home this weekend. So, you know, you know family first at the end of the day, oh, yeah, family definitely, first. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, so for people who don't even know you, you know, how did you, how did you get into basketball? You know, was it the outlet for you back in the day, or is it something that you just always had a passion? I wouldn't say an outlet. I would say um, because my older brother played and my dad played when he was in high school. But my older brother, Kelly Chavis, um, he was he played when I was small. So going to his games, watching him, you know, it kind of got me liking basketball. And then I started trying it. My dad, I guess my dad put me in Little League. And, you know, I started, started liking it. And, you know, it, it went up from there. I didn't think it would go this far. <laughs> but uh, it it went up from here, man. And so I kind of, that's when I picked up basketball. Uh, okay. So you played in uh, college, right? Or was it Delaware State or Delaware? Yeah, I played in college. Yeah, Delaware State. I ended up um, graduating. I went, I went Juco first and then I transferred. I was at uh, Juco. Then I was supposed to go to Winthrop. And then I transferred to Delaware State and had a full, full scholarship, full rock, full basketball scholarship, played there graduated and after graduating, you know, I just, you know, I saw a couple of my friends playing overseas and I wanted to go that route. So, you know, that's how, that's how it happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. And going overseas, that must've been a um, big adjustment, you know, cause I know when I left from going overseas for the first time, it was a big different, you know, missing your family, new atmosphere, new friends, different environment, language, food, all that stuff. So how was you able to adjust going over there? 
for the first time. If, you know, my first year, it was a big adjustment, you know, because I'm always close to my mom and dad and being in another country. But if you ask me, man, I think it made me, it helped me grow as a person and get, get more mature, uh, make better decision makings, um, you know, because when you're over there, it's just you or unless, you know, in the team. But, you know, most of the players are from that country. So it makes you grow. It makes you look at things differently. I think um, that might have been the biggest the biggest thing that helped me change as a person is that I matured more once I started playing overseas. Yeah, because I remember you mentioned you played for seven different countries, Singapore, you did some time in Australia. Yeah, yeah, seven different countries, but my favorite, my favorite country is Australia, man. Like, I still talk to people in Australia to this day. Uh, I loved it there. Um, and actually, man, while I was in Australia, that's when I met my wife again. Well, my wife, I said again, I mean, I met my wife because we caught back up on Facebook while I was in Australia. And then when I got hurt, it just worked at the right time. So when I got hurt, we came home, you know, that's how me and her rekindle, you know, and, you know, and started talking from there, but we started talking while I was in Australia playing on Facebook. Oh, oh okay. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, like me and my wife yeah. also, you know, met through the internet. So I know just how that is. <laughs> now we didn't meet, like we met before. But we caught back up on Facebook. Like, I'm not, I can't sit up and lie. Like, I saw on Facebook, that's when we messaged it. I was like, oh, long time to speak. What's up? Um, and I told my Achilles and I came home back to America. You know, she was there for me while I was there. That was a tough time. Yeah. So I remember um, some time back, we, we did it. Maybe I'll post that in the show notes. We did a video, you know, you was sharing your story about, I mean, your season was going really well in Australia. You know, you're having a great season. And then to pull that Achilles, I mean, that's when they're like, one of the worst, you know, things you want to pull because like Kobe Bryant, I remember he pulled his and it was a hurt piece trying to get back into it. Kevin Durant, all these guys. So how was that for you though? Like having your first, like, I'm not sure if that was your first serious injury. That was my first scary. Well, I messed my ankle up in college, my, my senior year, going into my senior year, but this Achilles was the worst. And I, we actually, I mean, you did do that video. You know, that video got like 4,000 yeah. views. A lot, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Till this day, sometimes people hit me up because one of the hashtags that we added in that video that you did when we won the championship has Achilles. Mm-hmm. So a lot of players that has Achilles, they type that in YouTube and they watch my video. They'll find me on Facebook like, man, uh-huh. your video gave me hope. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm glad. Wow. I'm glad yeah, so I yeah. never told you that, man. Yeah. But I get, I get that a lot uh-huh. on Facebook. People that go through those mm-hmm. in that injury, not just basketball. Yeah. Like, they were like, man, you, your story made me look at things differently. Like I can come back from this. So yeah, man, hats off to that for sure. Yeah. When I did that video, I could feel the passion, you know, the hurt, everything, the emotions through that, man. And we had to stop with talk about start crying. But then I think that injury had, yeah, that, that injury definitely, I think it made me come take a seat. All right. You know, come take a seat. And that eight months I was able to spend time with my grandma before she passed. So I think that injury kind of like, okay, Dre, you look, you need to sit back a little bit. Come on home for a little bit. I'll let you go back. But come spend that time with grandma because I was very close to her. If I if that injury didn't happen, like you know what I'm saying? I I had so much time with my grandma before she passed. So at the end of the day, I'm I'm not frustrated with that injury. I was, but then it gave me time to spend with my grandma before she passed. What did, what did your grandma mean to you? I mean, I know she was close to her. She was helping you when you were growing up. Yeah, all, out of all the grandkids, I was the youngest one out of out of uh, five. Uh, yeah, out of five, I was the I was the youngest. So I was the 
the one they always used to beat up on. And I didn't know my other grandparents because, you know, I was young. So this one right here, man, I was closest to her. Like I, I, I've been there through everything with her. So we were just close, man. Like we were just close. That was the only one that I was close to because all the other ones had passed away before, you know, gotten older where I actually realized, oh, this is my grandma or this is my grandfather. I didn't know them. So that's why we were so close. Uh, okay. Cause I, I know when you was in Singapore, you did a lot of coaching and you go back home and I'll see on your Facebook, how close you are with your family. I mean, your brothers, your mom, your dad, and everybody's really close. It's good to see that in nucleus where everybody's close and means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very close to my family, man. That's why I'm trying to raise my, my son, Jackson, um, family first, man. At the end of the day, no matter what money, um, job it's family first. So. That's just, I, yeah, I guess that's how, how I was raised. So I try to raise my, my son the same way. Yeah. I want him to see all his cousins, you know? Exactly. Life is too short, especially how the world is right now. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I remember when when I found out you had a, a son, I think Drew, he's going to make a great father. Because the way I see you, it was the first time I met you in Singapore, we was going to culture for the kids. And I see the passion that you put into the kids. I mean, you're always helping kids and giving your all. And I just knew that right there. That's like a foundation. If you can give all to people that you don't know, and, and then when you have your own kid, I know that's going to be a blessing. You're going to, you know, really put some work in for that, uh, your kid. Yeah. Definitely passion. I love, I, I love, especially, you know, every time I came back during the summer after I was playing, man, I always, um, worked on basketball camps and we'll get into that later, but, uh, it's just one camp that I worked every summer, Nate James, and I actually work for him now. <laughs> so. That, that was, that meant a lot. Yeah, that meant a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So the story that you shared with me, you know, how did that actually change who you are today? Your upbringing, your story, all you went through and, you know, with the pandemic going on, what's some of the things that actually changed how you do things today? How's that made you a better person or any things that you learned from, from it? I learned one thing is that you can't take life for granted. Um, you got to go for what you want. And that's one thing that, you know, even when I was in high school and well, middle school and high school and college, um, people tell me that, I'm, you know, you're not going to make it. Like one thing that I can say is that I'm never going to give up. Like I'm going to go for what I want, especially anything, not just sports wise, but like if I'm focused about something, I'm going to get it, man. And that's just like, that's just like with anything. Like I'm and like, I look at my son now and I'm glad I retired. Like, I, I really am, man. Like, I'm happy. Like, I don't get me wrong. I miss overseas, but to see him grow, man, like, I, I can't be selfish anymore. Before, I used to be selfish. Before I even got married, I was selfish, you know? But now, with having a, a, a family, you can't be selfish anymore. It's your kids first, your wife. Your wife, my, Jack's first, then Megan, then me. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's not me anymore. Yeah. And that was hard for me to accept because I've always been, you know, by myself, so. It was all, you know, hey, I'm going to do what's best for Jarrell. Now, man, it's, it's totally different. I think overseas helped me with that, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I don't know you personally, but I've seen you, you know, grow. I've just been on the social media, just every once in a while we chit-chat. When I when I have my daughter, mm -hmm. it's like, like, how can I, you think it's a big old job becoming a father, but actually it's just a natural thing. You just get into it and you just want to just give everything to the kid and you just take the back seat. <laughs> as long as they're happy, you're good. <laughs> Definitely, man. Because don't get me wrong. Like I thought about, you know, that nine months really made my decision because last year, 
Megan and Jax couldn't come see me at all when I was in Singapore. And so that was, that played a big downfall because, you know, she came wherever I was at visiting, you know, at least two or three times, the eight months I'm there. And then for her not to be able to come and Jax couldn't come, that nine months I did not see him. I missed so much where it was the perfect time where I was like, do I want to retire? Do I want to stop? But then when I, that job called me and then I was like, Jackson, I was like, put it together. Okay. I need to come back to the marriage. <laughs> I need to come back. Yeah. I mean, let's get into that though. I mean, cause people probably wondering, you know, what's this job that you keep talking about? And you know, cause I mean, you did the coaching for kids and things like that, the camps. So where are you at right now? What's this, this job you talking about? What's this, the new uh, career you're into right now? Basically I, I was, I can tell you how it started in April. And I think it, yeah, it was in April, end of March, middle of March or April. I was on IG one night, you know, the times I was 12, diff, 12 hour difference. So I'm, I'm on IG and I see, I see Nate James is leaving Duke. And I'm like, so I, you know, I type in Google Nate James Duke, Austin P. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. I mean, this, you know, Nate, coach Nate James, he's played at Duke and then he coached at Duke. And, you know, that's so he, you know, he's a legend. I mean, won a championship playing and won a championship coaching. Like you can't beat that. Like that's the I reached out to him. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about retiring. I really wanted to get into coaching. The last five years, I've always networked. Like when I'm home talking to coaches, my mentor is John Thompson at North Carolina Westland. So we always talked and I just reached out to Coach Nate. And I was like, hey, I'm thinking about retiring. Uh, I would love the opportunity. But see, every summer I worked this camp. Never missed it for six years straight. Every summer I came home, I based it. He don't know this, but I based my vacation because, you know, I like to travel. When I was home for summer, I'd reach me and my wife travel. Well, before my wife, my girl, we travel, you know, we just stuff like that. So I always based my vacation around his camp because I wanted to help. I wanted to help at his camp, but also learn from him because I saw what he was doing. He played overseas. He played college ball AB. So, and then after college, he made that transition to coaching. So I watched that over the years and that's just something I wanted to do. So I just reached out to him. And uh, we talked for a few, you know, he, he wanted to see where my head was. And he said, let's talk, we'll we talk, we'll talk when you get back. And I was like, all right. So I'm hyped. Like, I'm, like, I'm hyped. The head coach of Austin it's the same conference as Mary State, uh, where John Morant went, plays for the Grizzlies, Payne, they plays for the Suns. It's the same conference. And like, I was hyped. Like, I'm Googling. But at first I was like, Austin P. that must, I think that's in Texas. I said, man, I can't go to Texas. I'm like, what? My wife and kid in Atlanta. I say that's two different sides. So I Googled Austin P. I was like, oh, this is Tennessee. So I said, hold on, let me see how far Tennessee is from Atlanta. Oh, four hours. I was like, oh, that's not bad. Oh, gotta 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 talk to my wife about this first. <laughs> we talked about it, and one thing about it, I can't say seriously. She was a hundred percent behind me. Like, go for what you want. And so, yeah, man, he took the head coach job and brought me on as director of player development. And one thing about it is it's, it's what, um, I got down there. He allowed me to spend time with my wife cause I've been gone for nine months. So he let me spend time with my wife and kid. Uh, I got June, the whole month of June. And I had to come back down cause we had camp there at Austin P and I came back around July, middle of July. And, um, I've learned so much since July, just being around him and the rest of the coaching staff. And I love it, man. Every day I love, I love going to the office. I'm learning so much. I, I, sometimes I sit back and think like, I'm really at a division one school coaching. Like, I can't believe 
because it's it's very hard to get into coaching, honestly. Like I've I've talked to people and I knew it was. I just didn't think it was gonna happen this quick. But you know, when you pray and you pray about things, when you pray for something and it happens. Because you said he he also worked with um, a lot of big uh, players that's in the NBA right now. Uh, before he why he was at Duke, just to give people some context of who who he is. Man, Nate James brought in Zion Williams, Brandon Ingram. Uh, he was there with Kyrie. He was there with Quinn Cook, uh, the Plummy Brothers, uh, Hood that plays for Portland. Like he, like he's just known, and so like every day I'm learning something from him. Like every day, it's 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 like. It's just, I'm gaining knowledge. Uh, and and why not start with a person that you yeah. look at and want to be, not, and be like, like, I'm learning things from him. Like, man, I, somebody like, man, I can't believe I'm standing right beside this guy. But hey, but you bring value also though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like and a lot of the players on the team, man, they, they come to me and they, they ask me questions, you know, not just about basketball, but like, you know, man, like life. And I can relate to them because I'm, you know, I'm not that far from them in age, but like they, they asked me and I they asked me a lot of questions. Just know that they asked me a lot of questions and then just about certain things on the game. So I'm able to break it down to them a little bit, you know, a little bit different than what they, how they see, because, you know, from me playing a little bit. Cause a lot of these guys are coming right out of high school. Yeah. A lot of them coming out of high school and then a lot of them came from uh, another, another division one or division two school. So they transferred in. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. So uh, what's something that you wish you would have known before, like, like the career you're in right now or what you're doing right now? What's, well, actually you're just starting it, but what's some things that you wish you would have known before getting into the career? Like what you're doing right now, is it something like, like you go about your day and in, in the uh, career you're at right now and you're like, man, if I would have knew this before, you know, or something like that. I wish I would have took a video sessions overseas when I played a little bit serious. Cause now I'm watching video session and the way that they look at the rest, the way they look at the videos, the other coaches look at it. I'm like, and I'm in the video session. Like, Dang, they, this, they are right. Like I, I never looked at the video the way they look at it. Cause I was in a player's uh, shoes, man. I wish I would sit down and actually study film. So. If I could take that, man, I was, when we was in film session, I was a player. You know, I'm looking at, okay, what can he, he can go left. I need, I need to do this. We're actually breaking down film. So I, I could start that over, man. I would definitely take, I would take video session serious. That's a skill right there. Is there any people on your journey that, that influenced you know, any mentors or any books that you read or quotes that really resonated with you that just, you know, help you propel to who you are today? What are the things that, um, that really helped me. I read this Jesus calling book um, every morning when I wake up. I think that that definitely helps me. Not a day go by, I do not read it. I read this first thing I do when I first wake up. I do, I read that and my mom and dad, like they have always been by my side, supportive. So I give them, I give them so much credit. Uh, I talk to them every day, like no matter what, still. <laughs> and my mom and dad, but uh, I give them a lot of credit. I definitely give him a lot of credit. And then, and the next thing I had to give to my brother, my brother, Kelly, man, um, no matter what, you know, he's always got my back advice wise. I can call him by anything. So he's, he's definitely another person that helped me through my journey, got me where I'm at. And then I got to give it to man, my wife, like she's been by my side, supportive. I mean, how many people, how many wives, you know, that 
they let you go overseas and like she's back home by herself a lot. You know what I'm saying? When I was playing. So I give her a lot of credit, man. So if those are the four people that I have to get credit, I got to get credit to them. But I, before all of them, I got, I give God first because without him, nothing of this is, is possible. Honestly, man, because I pray a lot. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not into it like that, but I know where my help come from. I've always given it time, you know, no matter what day. So I think at the end of the day, man, um, without he, he's made all this possible. Yeah. Facts, man. Facts. Facts. Yep. Yeah, man. So like, you know, you just the nickel mindset podcast. I just want to know your mindset. Did uh, you have any like particular incidents in your, your life and your struggles, how you got out of it and how you really had to change your mindset or just any struggles that basketball wise, life wise. I think in high school, I, I hung with the wrong crew. When, when I think it might've been like my ninth, ninth or 10th grade year. I think it might've been in high school. I can't remember what year, but I was hanging around the wrong crowd and I made some bad decisions. And I think if I would have kept going the route I was, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I mean, nothing bad. I wasn't doing drugs or anything. But, uh, I was hanging around the wrong crowd. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I did a 360 um, with that. And I started hanging around positive people and um, made my life different after that. Definitely. So I think, I think that, um, that, that one change helped me for sure. And then the second change that I can say has to be that Achilles injury. That Achilles injury made me look at, okay, after this basketball drill, what the world are you going to do? So that injury made me be home for eight months. I got to spend time with my grandma, but also I had, I got time to think about real, what's next in life. Like, what, what do you want to do? Have you ever sat there and actually thought about what you want to do? And I never did. I was just basketball. So that eight months I'm home. And then I started, uh, helping out, you know, coaching at my high school. He would give me, he would come, have me come in and I would help coach on the side, but it was nothing like, you know, it was nothing like a job. He was like, Hey, whenever you free, man, can you come help us out? I'm like, yeah. So when I started doing that, I was like, oh man, I kind of like this, you know, help a kid. The kids come up to me like, Hey man, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do this? Like, Whoa. Like you looking at me like, oh, man, like you play overseas. Like, oh, man, I hope I can do that. So that helped me like, okay, man, I might want to get to this coaching. And so I, that's when I started working jumps every summer, every summer I come home, I spark, I also used to sponsor kids, the more, the less fortunate kids that couldn't afford to go to camp. I used to sponsor them at least three or four kids at Nate James camp because I wanted to give back, but also, man, I want to give a kid an opportunity. And so, um, and then I started networking a lot. I started networking so much with college coaches. So that helped me out a lot because I wanted to get in that route. So got to network, especially if I'm not here for eight months, I got to summertime is key. So that was, that was very um, important for me during the summertime is to get out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of people really don't, like, think about it. Like, when they're young, you know, they got that athletic ability. And, you know, but once that one tweet or something happens, it's like, hey, you got to, there's another route you got to go now. It's like, this route, this door is closed. So what are you going to do now? So, yeah, I mean, it's good how you have to, uh, a lot of times you have to pivot. You got to pivot. Yeah, so I'm kind of glad that injury happened. I mean, I, sometimes I, I wish it did, but I'm kind of glad it happened it happen because, it, you know, it made me, spend time with my grandma more, but also it made me sick. Think about what's next after basketball, you know, 
do you want to still stick around basketball and, and, and coach or do you want to go into another field? And I felt like I wanted to go into basketball and help kids. And now my dream came true. Yeah, one question I always like to ask people, like, uh, what would you can like consider like success? I mean, some people like consider success money. Some might consider success uh, family or career or, I mean, what would be your like definition of like success? for your, yourself or for your family or whatnot? My success is, I think my success is seeing where I came from and what I, and what I've done, not just money wise, but like, I look at my wife and kid, like that's success. I look at how I, how, how I've grown and matured over the years. That's success. I haven't been to jail, haven't been in trouble mm-hmm. with police. That's success. Especially being an African-American. Yeah, I feel, I see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays, so I feel like that's success for me. I'm not locked up. I'm doing positive things. I'm able to influence kids, you know, so that's success in my eyes. Not not what I have or what I can buy. Success is, look, look where I'm at now. Yeah. So um, I have this one question. So you were, you uh, player development. D1 school, say like, uh, say like potentially you become a head coach and you got to start recruiting people. So are you going for somebody with hardcore work ethic or just raw talent or you try to combine them? Because, you know, you got people out there, they have that raw talent, but they just don't, they don't have that work ethic. They're not getting into the gym. They're not coming in the morning. They're not, they're not the Kevin Gardner's, the Colby's, the, the mama mentality, but they just have raw talent. What's, what's, your, what's your take on that? All right. So... If you would have asked me this a couple of years ago, before I actually was a coach, I've been around Nate a little bit for the last couple of months. So I look at things differently now. Before I would have said, okay, I need a person that's going to give me a bucket. <laughs> I'm looking at a little bucket. I need, I need this. But now being around him, I need a student athlete. I need somebody that's going to be good in the classroom and somebody that's going to work hard on the court and give it every, give it a hundred percent every day. So now I'm looking at, okay, if you, if you don't have the grades, now I got to worry about if you can be able to play first, second semester. <laughs> I can get a kid, I can get a kid, get a bucket, but then guess what? He, he, he's not doing his classwork. Now he can't play second semester. Now I didn't lost. Now who am I play now? So to ask, to answer that question, now putting myself into a coach's shoes now, since I've been in for four, 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 four months, I need a student athlete. I need, I need a person that's going to take care of this work. I ain't got to be behind them, but also I need a kid that's going to bring it every day in practice. Even on his off days, every day, I need you to, I need you to get into it. I need you to work hard. It's going to have this rough time. It's going to have some bad times, some good times, but you can pull it through. True, true. But yeah, the reason I brought that up though, because I remember when in Singapore, we used to play for like the Falcons and uh, the Singapore, the SBL league. And I see the work after that you put into your game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know me, I'm just a guy to come. I'm just the, the rebounder. I just come in, but. Guys like you, you know, you really work on your craft. You do your thing. I see, you know, you're doing your stretching for the game. You know, you're out there shooting shots. And so where did that work ethic come from, though? Because, I mean, you you personally had a pretty um, robust uh, regime, a regime that you was doing, like to get prepared for games and things like that. That work ethic came from because... So I, the work ethic, I think the work ethic came from after college, I, I, I didn't work as hard in college as I do, as I did when I was playing overseas. 
during the summer, I, I spent a lot of time in the gym. I didn't need anybody with me. I mean, I had my trainer every now and then work me out, but I would go to the track by myself. I would go to the gym by myself. I mean, you have people hit you up like, hey, man, can I come work out with you? Okay, cool. And then sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. Like, so I think the work that I had was I got to get, I had, nobody's going to help me get it. You know, help me get it other than my agent. Nobody's going to help mm -hmm. me get it. I got to do it myself. So yeah. the more you work out, the more you're going to come, well, the, open, we, mm -hmm. the outcome of it. So I feel like the more work you put in, the better it comes. Yeah. That's simple. So I work, work, work. You don't work, something don't happen. So what's up? That's, so that, is that where that hashtag comes from? Uh, this ain't water. I've been using it too, but I'll, I'll, I'll tag it, but I'll be using it too. I come home from a workout. I tell my wife, this ain't water. This ain't water. Yeah, I came up with that hashtag, man. I can't, you know, my, my homeboy, he was in my wedding, King Sambu. We came up with it, man. Like, I think it, I think we might have been in the gym one day and I seen this kid, like, literally, like, how he had some water and he poured it on the shirt. And I'm like, oh, like, what? I'm like, bro, what? Why did he do that? So then he took a picture and I put it together, like, Bro, you did not work out. <laughs> so I was, so me and my homeboy was sitting there and I just, you know, we thinking. And I was like, bro, we got sweat. <laughs> That's what, you just pour water. This ain't water. Like, this, this, oh. this is sweat. Like, this is a grind. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't do this. Like, I, I made my shirt wet. So we came up this ain't uh -huh. water. That's what, that's how it happened, and, you know. Pushing it like I was, but then that stuff takes time. Like, uh -huh. like oh, I'm good. So I got, I got like, yeah. um, I had a a fan in Singapore was like, "Yo, can I get a shirt?" One of my friends back home named Moses, he made me a shirt called "This Ain't Water" because he liked it. So I'm wearing, uh -huh. it around, I'm wearing it around in Singapore, and a fan came up, was like, "Yo, can I can I can I buy one of these shirts?" I'm like, "I don't have a shirt to sell." Uh -huh. I thought about it. I was like, man, I think I'm going to give you, I think I'm going to some shirts to see how this goes. Man, I ordered, I got 50 shirts printed in Singapore. They said, this ain't water. This ain't water. Uh -huh. I sold every shirt I had. Wow. Every shirt I had, I was surprised. But the fan support in Singapore was amazing, man. I love Singapore. People treated me so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know, I remember it was one girl, I forget her name, that uh, you worked out in Singapore, and then she came to, to I think, North Carolina to work yeah. out with you again, and she would end up uh, going to college. And I was like, wow, I mean, you must have really instilled some values and some hard work ethic, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my, that's my tumor, tumor lorder, shout out to him. His daughter's Aria Lorder, and like, um, man, that's one of my best friends, man. Till this day, we talk probably one or twice a week. Still to this day, his his daughter's at his daughter went to IMG and now um she's playing she has a full scholarship at um Colgate University Division One so she's playing there now so I mean the, the, he came to my wedding so all the way from Singapore yeah so he's he's definitely family man yeah anything else we want to share you know on this podcast before we wrap it up. It's been a pleasure, you know, talking to you and I learned a little bit more from you. <laughs> and yeah, man, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. I mean, when you wrote me, cause I honestly, I don't check my phone like that anymore. I mean, I'd be busy. 
So, and then when I wrote you, or I saw you wrote me, I, man, I would love to. I mean, you know, me and you met, we always been cool. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I've been on a couple other people's podcasts. So yeah, I wouldn't mind. I just had to find a time. That's the big, I actually was supposed to be in Tennessee now, but uh, my wife got, my wife was sick. So I came home for the weekend. I'm going back tomorrow. But uh, yeah, man, I, if, if one thing I can say, um, friendships at the end of the day, man, it's about friendships. Like no matter how far you away, you don't talk that much. Like you hit me up. I'm definitely like, I'll, I'll, Hey, what's up? I'll do it. Yeah. So friendships to me is key. Like no matter how long, you know, we don't go without talking. Like I'm big with friendships in the, the day, no matter what, that's just me. So if, um, the key things in, in life is friendships and networking, man. Cause you never know who somebody else know in the day. That's the one thing. Like you, I talk to anybody like, because in the day, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you get it. Sometimes you never know this person might tell this person something else and mess around, have a job. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing my mom always told me, like, Never burn no bridges. You you never know that person might know somebody that, you know, that's going to, you know, help you out. So as bad as you want to burn the bridge, don't burn it because you never know. <laughs> Definitely, man. My mentor, Coach Robson, he's cool with Nate. He's cool with, he's cool with Nate James. And so I think that kind of helped me too, because that was my mentor, but I didn't know they were that, they were that close. So that helped me out a lot. So, you know, you never know. You never know who, 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 who knows somebody. I knew that. I knew they knew each other, but I didn't know they were that close. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody listened to this podcast, they hear your story, basketball player, maybe finished in college, didn't get a, a NBA ride and they want to become a coach like you, or they see you successful, man, how can I do it? What would be some kind of advice that you would give to them? They listen to this podcast, watching the video and they like, man, I want to do this also. What, what advice would you give them? The most important advice I would give them is um, network. Um, put your pride mm -hmm. away, contact people. Never be afraid of the answer, no. I've heard no plenty of times. Um, mm -hmm. Jobs coming up to play, emailing coaches, hey, you know, you know, hey, have you signed your guard this, this, this month? I mean, this year, like, don't be afraid of the word no. Let that mm -hmm. motivate you. It, dang, it definitely damn motivated me. Excuse my language. It definitely motivated me uh -huh. because I took that no and, mm -hmm. and, and made, okay, you don't want me? I'm going I'm to prove it. And actually, man, going mm -hmm. back to Australia, the team that I played for my first year, Maruchador, uh, no, the first year was Ipswich. Ipswich mm -hmm. didn't want me my first year. I went to Maruchador, played there that season, mm -hmm. killed Ipswich. The following year, they saw, they gave me a, they, they brought me to their team. Oh, really? So I used that note on, when they, uh -huh. because it was in between me and another guard. They went with the other guard. So the game, when we played them, I went to work. The following year, when I yeah. went back to Australia, I played for that team. The team that turned me, told me no the year mm -hmm. before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to turn that into a motivation. Oh, man, that definitely motivated. Cause they, they didn't pick, they did not pick me when I was hot. Cause I, I mean, me and the coach were talking and they didn't, they didn't go with me. So I said, okay. So I went to another team in the same league. And I, I, so I use that, I use that as motivation. So if anybody look at this video, um, never let anybody tell you that you can't do something. Not just dealing with sports, 
in the workforce or whatever you do. Never let anybody say you can't do nothing. Continue to work and pray and it will come. Because pray changes things. I can tell you that for sure, man. Till this day. Like I I get the message till this day. Man, I don't know how you got it. man, it's tough to get a division one coaching job. They be like, man, you lucky. Because a lot of people start off at the high school level and it takes them about four or five years to even try to get after that. They might go Juco route and then they might go D2. So I'm thankful for this opportunity, man, at the end of the day. All right. And so lastly, what's your vision? What you just see yourself coming up to like a assistant coach? What's some of your, your goals you have in mind for yourself going forward at now that where you're at right now? Honestly, man, I love it at Austin P. Um, right now. Um, being around Coach James, I hope I can be with his staff. I hope I can be with him wherever he go or if he's here the next three or four years. I hope I could be around him because I'm learning so much. But in the day, man, I just, I just, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. So wherever it had, wherever it leads me, I'll go. And especially when you have an understanding wife that understands your job, it makes it a lot easier still. It definitely does. Cause I don't know how many, I don't know how, I don't know what girl would put up with the stuff that I have. Like, <laughs> you're like, I give her a lot of credit. I, I was telling her today, man, I'm, I'm thankful for you. Like, I really am. And so I don't know too many wives will let their husband leave for four months. I mean, four years, and she was home by herself. I mean, but she came and see me three times, but, like, I don't know too many wives do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes trust, commitment. Cause, yeah, there's a lot of things that goes involved with that. Communication, everything, yeah. Yeah, so I give her, I give her a lot of credit for sure. Oh, yeah, let me go ahead and think about this too, man. Every time, like, people, I don't think, we know about this, but the younger generation, they don't know about this. I never take this off. What would you just do? Yeah, never take it off, man. Like, I've been wearing this since college. Never take it off. If it breaks, I go buy enough. I will literally search on Amazon. if it Because it breaks sometimes because, you know, when I was playing. But I never take it off. So, one time in the game, the ref told me to take it off. So I went and got it tatted on my wrist. What? Yeah, it ain't coming off now. What would you do? I live by that, man. Like, I I just, I live by it. Never take it off. Nothing, nothing will ever be on this wrist with this. By itself. Yeah, so I live by that. Well said, well said. Yeah, man. All right. So, yeah, we just got one question, though. So, um... Yeah, so where can people find you at if they want to, you know, learn more about you or, you know, where you're working or just you in general? All right, my 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 Twitter page is uh, Rel015. My IG is the same thing. Um, my Facebook is Jarrell Chavis Rel. Um, if you need any, if you have any questions or anything, you can go there. Um, my email is coach coachjarrell5 at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions regarding this podcast or anything, man, you know, any questions trying to get overseas, I wouldn't mind helping or connecting with other people. Uh, feel free to contact me. If I do not, trust me, if I do, <laughs> it might be a while till I respond because I'm I'm busy right nowadays, but I'll definitely get back to you. But uh, that's all my, my contact information for sure. All right, cool. Well, we'll leave that in the show notes below. So yeah, if you want to reach out to them, if you, like you mentioned, if you trying to go overseas, trying to get a coaching deal or coach kids or whatever it is, it'd be down below. All right. Yeah. Well, 
I definitely want to thank you for your time for doing this podcast. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be, can take some benefits from this, different perspectives. And uh, yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted to reach out to you because I knew you had a, your compelling story touched me, you know, what you had went through, you know, basketball, you know, just in life in general. So you were like one of the first people I was like, I got to get them on the podcast. If I'm starting the podcast, I, I got to get you right on it because I know we connect and I know, uh, yeah, we go way back and, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can benefit from your story. Maybe people we're working with right now and people that's going to be all over the Spotify and, you know, iTunes and all that. So yeah, once again, I want to just thank you for your time, man. It has been a pleasure. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Definitely, man. Um, yeah, man, me and you go back. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't say to me this. As much as I'm tired, like, like I, I, my schedule's crazy, man. But when you told me, hey, I want to do the podcast, man, I'm like, I'm down for it, man. Just let me know when, for sure. All right, man. Well, uh, that wraps it up for the Nichols Mindset Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.